My friends, recently I have been on the internet and I learned about this weird situation. A well-known Turkish science person, Celal Şengör, was suing somebody because they made his deepfake impersonation and they made that impersonation sing some prayers. Have you heard about this? I have heard about it, yes. It is a bit scary, but also fun. I guess on some level funny. I cannot lie. I mean, it's unfortunate for him, but I guess looking from an outside perspective, it is kind of funny. I mean, apparently he thought it is funny and it's a joke and I get that it's funny and it's a joke, but uh, these things should have a legal precedent. So I'm going to sue this person in order to create the legal precedent so that other people won't get into trouble for similar acts. That That is very fair because... I mean, okay, I cannot say making someone say a prayer is exactly very innocent in the country we live in, because it can be used for several purposes. But I guess it also can be something way worse. I think he actually quoted, um, I mean, he's uh, a well-known atheist. So that's what I imagine that <laughs> that's what I think is the joke. But he said, Yeah, but what if they did the opposite and they had the uh, guy on the head of religious affairs mm-hmm. say something atheistic? Would it have been a joke then? Yeah, I mean, it would still be a joke. It would just be received much worse. A joke with legal consequences. <laughs> yes. Also, he's a like a geography professor. So geology. If he says something and a geology professor. Okay. And if like uh, earthquakes are a hot topic in Turkey, still a hot topic in Turkey. And if it's something you don't need to worry about earthquakes at all, it will be it will create some problem as well. It is very likely that if, uh, not in the surface internet, but targeted internet, those similar things might might be happening. Yeah, I mean, like people might be using deep fakes of well-known figures. It doesn't ha- even have to be deep fakes. People believe when. They saw this person said this about this topic. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Like I remember, like old Facebook time, uh, they were putting historical figures and they uh, had like a speak uh, balloon. Funny quotes. <laughs> and like no, no, no, a speech, a speech balloon, and they were writing something. Uh, un- uh, they were writing something unrelated, and. It, People were believing it. Yeah, I I relate to the concept you are talking about. One of the things <laughs> I found very en- entertaining is there are these old pictures of Atatürk and İsmet Paşa <laughs> and saying things like İsmet, have you put on the tea? Like one of them is <laughs> understanding. Let's call this small part of the map legic. Uh And it was start of AI. Well, yeah, yeah. This is this is the type of thing. Well, I mean, the the things we're talking about, like more comedic, but this is the part of thing that even existed without like a video or a deepfake because people would throw like inspirational quotes that are like fake and just throw on a like black background a portrait of the person and people would just believe in because why would you fact check when you see something on the internet? Which which is an actual quote from Churchill, yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think I think my favorite is there is a 
picture, inspirational quote picture of Margaret Thatcher, like circulating around the internet for like years now. And it, it is actually the thread IRA sent her that is attributed to her as an inspirational quote. It is inspirational. Like, yeah. It is, imp- it is inspirational. The quote is, uh, we just have to get lucky once. You have to get lucky every time about their assassination attempts. But yes, like this is the type of thing that's existed for years. I would say as long as the internet. So this is just, it's being on another level, I think. I uh, I agree. That's an interesting aspect of the discussion. Like, um, are people like overreacting to the threat posed by these AI generation tools? Is it just a continuation of something that was already there? But it's becoming more uh, believable and more realistic. And that's the uh, dangerous part, I guess. And I kind of find uh, Jedi Sanger's move uh, logical in a way, because uh, with the advancing technology, it's like it's really harder for the governments and countries, the states and the law to catch up the technology pace currently mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like to like catalyze it in a way i think he made a great move but otherwise like the state will be like like don't make some um, precaution they wouldn't take some precautions i guess and it's logical uh, you know Uh, recently, I mean, this has always been a case, I guess, but it is more like in on the past few years, uh, whenever some voice recording from a telephone of somebody appears that uh, puts them in an illegal-ish uh, zone, like they are talking about moving drugs or something on the phone, they're always saying this uh, voice recording has been played. Like this isn't real. They have mm-hmm. edited this in order to make it sound like, I think... One of the interesting consequences of there being uh, deepfake video, realistic deepfake videos is uh, video evidence might become uh, less relevant because people, even when you have an incre- insanely incriminating, like you actually have somebody's video stabbing someone, they can still say this stabbing has been deepfaked. Okay. Well, okay. So my- so it, it would actually go the other way. Like the... Uh, there wouldn't be extra incriminating evidence, but there would be less, like videos would stop being incriminating because of the possibility of faking them. Do you think so? Because, okay, like I see I see your point, I see the logic, but that is also true for so many things that are still used in like courts today, like the lie detectors, etc. that we know that like does not have that much basis in reality. And like here in the good country of Turkey, we don't have lie detectors like they aren't admitted to court. Yeah, but like I, I'm talking about in general in in courts, there are a lot of like evidence that we know to be not perfect, sometimes even very imperfect that are still used actively in court. So I don't know if that is going to happen like in a quick pace, at least I think. That's that effect is not going to be seen much soon. Okay, you are right because I am. Uh, when I say they will be less admittable in court, uh, what I am really talking about is celebrities will be away will be able to get away with more crimes, and the rich people 
That's what I meant. But, like not to okay, regular okay, person. Okay, okay, that I agree on. But I don't see the problem there. I don't see the problem there. Like, <laughs> Indeed, in like why do these people even go to jail, right? <laughs> and think celebrities yeah. should not get sentenced for their crimes. <laughs> they should not. I mean, they should. They should be punished more. I know. I don't know. Uh, because they are celebrities. Uh, anyhow, like I was gonna say, like in court, definitely there, like there are some people who are uh, professional on these topics, and they will, and that that they will be experts who will analyze the videos, photos, voice recordings. Even now, like even though the footage is original and authentic, uh, they don't accept it as a uh, what we call it a proof. Uh, If they recorded without consent, if you don't warn the other party, you can't use it against the other people in court in Turkey. Um, that's not exactly true. What doesn't, what isn't admissible in a court in Turkey is somebody confessing on a tape that they don't know are being recorded. But if hmm. you are accusing someone of threatening you, and if you have a, a recording of them threatening you. I mean, if the uh, recording itself is a crime, yeah, like if, if yes, the yes. thing happens on the recording is the crime itself, that's still a proof. But isn't a proof is say, if you're talking on the phone and you say, I killed this person and they can't put that recording to the court because you can say, you can then say, yeah, but I was joking or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but if you say, I, I will kill you on the phone. They can sue you for threatening you using that recording. Because you did threaten them. But it still dis- it doesn't disapprove uh, the thing I'm going to say next. The, mm-hmm. I think the main <laughs> problem here is... <laughs> like In courts, it, may, it works. It will work, definitely. Because they can definitely find if it's defake or not. But if it changes... Can they? If, I mean, they will, like, they will find a way, I guess. I'm not sure, but there should be. But the main problem, I think, is they can change the public's opinion with that. You can yes. uh, spread misinformation uh, fast and without even like uh, you put it into the courts, uh, you sue them or take an action. People will believe in that mostly. And you can't really change public's opinion that easily. And that will be the main problem, I see. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's this uh, sort of expression or understanding in Turkey that if you slander somebody, you put that to the first page of the newspaper. <laughs> and then if that slander is wrong, and then you have to ri- uh, write a correction, teskip is the Turkish word, <laughs> you put it to the fifth page on the bottom. Isn't it tekzip? Tekzip, yes, I said it wrong. Yeah, we even have a saying in Turkish that "çamurat is a kalsın." Is I should have said that. Throw a mud and the stain will stay. Yes. Yeah, well, I agree, but I'm just sorry. I'm just thinking that, like, that is agree, but that's again an existing problem. Like that is maybe only amplified because. I mean, just this year alone, we have seen, and none of these were deepfakes, we have seen so many, like, misinformations just based on just pictures or just words that shaped public opinion a lot. 
I mean, uh, do you remember Beckett like 20 episodes ago? Uh, Elif was talking about the racism of AIs. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, AI isn't racist. The people who create the data are racist. Yes, yes, AI, I agreed with you. Difference of the racism from AIs, you can quantify it. Yeah. Um, and this is similar, like misinformation always happened. But people used to like talk to their neighbors. Misinformation spread from neighbor to neighbor. Now you can. And you when you go to those people, they didn't give you the misinformation. So you wouldn't know. But now you can go to their web, web spaces and see it happening. No. Okay. I'm going to go with a specific example if I can think of one, but I will return to this. But I think in terms of what has been done, like what Jael Schenger has done, I agree with Anas that I think he did the right thing. My only worry is since like his goal is to set up a precedence, you said Jan is. And I think that's a good idea. My only worry is if the court is going to be like, dude, this is just someone making you sing a prayer. It's not that serious. And dismissing it. Um, Even though I think it is that serious to have that precedent set on. Because, like I said, my biggest worry is not exactly that this is going to cause misinformation. I think my only worry is like this is going to change the scale of misinformation and things have to catch up to that. I see where you are going with this. I actually, I am not entirely sure on what grounds he's uh, suing the people. Like, Um, is it like sort of forgery or impersonation? Because as far as I can tell, like if you, uh, if a comedian or like doesn't even have to be a comedian, if you um, like act like a person in a public space, that's not a crime. Mm-hmm. Um, if you draw somebody's picture or take their photograph, that's not a crime. Yes. So, um, I am not entirely sure what what qualifies the basis of the of him suing. Like, is it insults? Is he saying they have insulted my personality, <laughs> or is it hurting my brand image? Maybe. Like, what do you think? What what could be the like? Obviously, I don't know what Jela Shengor did, but um, I want to ask: What do you think is the legal basis for suing your fake impersonators? Identity theft. As far as I can tell, in order an identity theft to uh, constitute criminality, they need to do something with the ID that they have stolen. Okay. Well, uh, to me, it's more like uh, having some ownership of like your voice and your face, because this is kind of similar to a situation uh, that happened a few weeks ago with a. a voice artist because people were like making AI impersonation like songs and etc of her voice of a certain character and she was like please don't do this this is my job and this is my voice and I did not consent it, uh, for it to be like given to an AI, AI program for generate more of it And that was the discourse around it. This didn't go anywhere legal, as far as I know. This was just that like Twitter thing that happened. But I think it is similar to that for like Jela Shengor. That yeah, this is not commercialized, 
but I don't think it matters that it is commercialized as long as it is like his voice and his face. So I think legal basis can be formed around that, even if it doesn't exist yet. But that's my idea. Güzel. You are the master of copyright. Is Binali right about this? Mm. There is not currently saying anything about that as far as I know. I don't think they can actually like claim. I think the copyright is from the product. So the chord progression or the lyrics of the song or the album cover of the song. I don't really think the voice itself is copyrighted at this point. So, um, but the like the product itself is copyrighted. Yes, to add to that, an idea is not patentable. The product you did with the idea is patentable. It's similar in that way, I think, with the copyright. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, like I don't know how much a person can actually go and tell, hey, I want to copyright my voice because your voice does change over time. Let's say that I'm a Disney singer, started in 14, Britney Spears, right? And now like in her highest point of success between 20 and 22 or 18, whatever, like her voice just changed. And, but yeah, I, I, I don't know how would that work? Um, it kind of like what, what would happen if you, let's say I did all of this, um, voice recognition. I did all, I gave all the data needed to patent my voice somehow, but how would that future profit for my chain, like for the possible changes that I might do with my voice or with my appearance? You know, that's a very good question. Uh, does Britney Spears have a right to make a defake of herself from t- uh, when she was 20 years old mm-hmm. and use that to create music products? Well, yes, I do think she has a right to that. I mean, this has been happening for like, like I would say last four or five years with actors, isn't it? Like it is not exactly the same. Like the actors aren't like making their own deep fakes to act in a movie, but there have been some cases of like studios, like buying rights or like making deals with estates of like some dead actors to like generate them acting in a movie. I think the most famous examples was James Dean. The Star Wars. James Dean, I think like an actor from like thirties or forties. I am not sure. That was used in a recent movie with like use of generative AI. You know what this reminds me? It's totally unrelated, but do you remember how in Futurama the cartoon series mm-hmm. at one point they realized they can just uh, use the heads of the celebrities from 70s and then from then on they stopped creating anything new about their setting and just the jokes about uh-huh. you know how that, that 17 thing was very funny here's <laughs> that guy's head <laughs> oh yeah you are such a good show Futurama why did you do this to yourself I think it's returning yeah I was just about to say that just like like for the third time maybe they will <laughs> publish an episode about AI as well oh. like this Definitely. topic is already like 
the new season, uh, I don't know which season is it, but like of Black Mirror, the first episode kind of covers this whole thing, Netflix owning different individuals' face rights and then creates images or TV shows about it. I don't want to spoil the episode that much, but this concern is definitely already in the sci-fi I mean, media. Yeah. There's, a, there's a whole two full strikes going on about this right now. I mean, not solely on this, but mostly on this. Mm -hmm. what, what writer strikes and actor strikes are about like use of AI, especially in like streaming services to take place of like take roles away from like actors and writers. So this is definitely something to be debated. It's just, I don't know how we would ever catch up low to this and without catching low up to this, I don't think there's anything you can actually do. I mean, the, there was something people could have actually done. They they went on strike. Yeah, yeah, that's, well, yeah. that's the thing yeah. that they could have done. <laughs> well, they're doing it, yes. No, but they they are doing what they are doing is very wrong because uh, Beckett, uh, as my uh, left leaning friend Binali would know, people used to strike a lot during 19th century, <laughs> and you know what happens? Mechanization happens. Yeah, there aren't no no car manufacturers, no, no factory worker in car product factories are going on strike now, do they? Well, they are. They're just completely got union busted by laws. <laughs> all all the five of them, you mean? You know, as you would you, you you should know this because just last year alone, we have seen many news about like strike started and then government said, "Hey, you're not allowed to strike." Whoops. But anyways, that's a whole other tangent. I don't I don't think I don't think they're wrong for it, especially because it's not it's not the only thing they're striking about, but again, that's a whole other tangent. I mean, I I agree with why they are striking. I am just saying that uh, they should be careful about striking too much. <laughs> um the, the type of short-term gain and long-term uh loss. Exactly. But like in that short term gain too, like right now, let's say that I want, I'm an inspiring actor in Hollywood and I want to get into the studios, like the big ones. And, um, and, and I, what happens is usually you start as a background actor or like a tiny role actor. And now what those studios are planning to, or asking in some cases are, we, we want you to scan your face. We want to scan your body. Like from the get-go, from the beginning, when I'm nobody, right? Like I don't, mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not even a successful person yet. I'm just nobody. Um, and this kind of gives like in the future possibility of me becoming somebody is really challenging. And because they already, from the beginning, they own me in a way in quotation. And this is kind of similar to the element of, um, idol shows you know um, like to t talent of america or like those kind of show like voice yeah um because that's what happens there too you go there to become successful you go there for a public recognition but in their contract of the most i don't know fully detailed so i hope our audience can leave comments and um, give us their own personal knowledge in that regard but i know that many of those shows have a certain period of time of right to to production of any kind of um, 
creative material mm-hmm. from the successions or participants of that show. Um, no, but yeah. uh, that this I think returns to the thing you said earlier during this episode. Uh, you can argue that um, I mean you can with a contract sell the income you are gonna get from your future creative in endeavors. Like uh, there is a legal basis to you selling royalties from your future products. Correct. But yes. that's not true for your face. Like um, I mean you can say if I play on a movie. I'm going to give you some of the money I earn. I don't recommend this. I don't think it's a good deal, but that's something that's a type of deal that can be enforced. But I don't think uh, you can give away the rights to your face if you are not the one acting behind the face. Like That's what they're trying to push for right now. So let's say that I'm a background actor, right? And uh, we are making this scene of a crowded street, people going and passing by. And I want to put faces in there. I don't want to CGI, like manually make faces and models of it. I just want to put faces on them. Now Mm -hmm. with that scanning, I can easily do it. And technically you continue to work in quotation. Maybe you will get some sort of a benefit, but the whole ownership and what you do and what do you say or how you appear in the show is given to the asset of the studios or that's what is being desired. And that's why uni- unification is kind of really unionization, sorry, is kind of re- important here because when you are just a starting actor, you don't, you feel alone in a way and you're not really um, have that protection around you. And when you are part of a union, these kind of things can be brought up for your own behalf, even though you're nobody right now. Um, and you can protect yourself and your future self. Um, yeah, that's basically what, yeah. I, don't know. I understand you. I understand you. What I'm saying is, uh, in terms of there isn't a legal framework, you can sell your um, face if you are not behind your face is they can write a contract. Everybody can write a contract. Printers are very affordable. And even <laughs> if you don't have, you can like go to a place and they can print it out for you. Uh, but here's the thing. You can also make a contract about selling your kidneys. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that is also not enforceable because there is no legal framework to selling your kidneys. Well, there has to be some legal framework though because it happens. Like again, exactly. with the- yeah. what I'm saying is the actor can sue the... Uh, studio if they do something with their face without their consent and they would probably win mm, I think that th- th- there is a word for that kind of um, agreements like since it is yeah, it's this is uh, Turkish law I know about that uh, but if the uh, written agreement is not uh, can't be based on the law um, it's like um a dead agreement it, it you can't enforce it by law yeah jandinis is right about that i think jandinis is right but i think what i don't know is if it's actually like if it actually goes against law because 
there are there there has to be some legal framework for it to happen because it happened like again with the James Dean situation or like with the Star Wars situation. I, I'm not saying it's against the law. Um, it's not law. It's just not law. <laughs> like, yeah, like as I said, like it isn't that uh, you can't sell your face. It is that in order you to be able to sell your face, there should be some sort of. Um, I mean, by the way, this is different in America and Turkey. In uh, okay. Turkish law is much more codified. Uh, here, presidents isn't a very isn't as strong as in America. Uh, mm-hmm. Here, uh, judge uh, judges have a stronger say on the interpretation of law, not the president. Like a judge can say, "Yeah, president, but I don't care. We are doing this." Like judge okay. is more powerful yeah, yeah, than yeah. president in Turkey, uh, but. So maybe in America, this may work out differently uh, based on the type of legal situation they find themselves in. But uh, in general, um, like there is a limited type of agreements you can do. Like the type of agreements you can do is limited. That's what I'm talking about. And that is not inside that limit. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you can't sell your, I mean... Can I give an example, like an actual happened example, even though it's not in Turkey, it's in Germany, but in the dark web, there was a apparent, apparently a website for cannibalism and people who wanted to be eaten and want to eat people was active in that forum. Hmm. And there were two German people came together. One wanted to be eaten and the other one wanted to eat a human. That's the Rammstein song, right? Mein Teil. I don't fully example remember the exact name of the situation, but basically it was all consensual. And so they had this contract and documented in a way. Um, so both parties were consensual to this case, but the government, even though there was a contract, people were, you know, gave this right, you know, it was still illegal. Like, or yeah. maybe not, it, the, the government still... Uh, declared the pu- person who ate the human as murder, and yeah, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure he went to jail. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's kind of when Isa said dead contract, it's kind of like yes, that like you can't sign paper and you can't say that we are giving our consent and whatever. But in the larger scale, even though both parties are agreeing on it, does not mean. It is legal. Yeah, but yeah, like I said, even in the uh, nobody actors case, if that actor ever uh, sues the studio for using their face without their consent, they would win because that agreement doesn't actually exist. Okay, but what I am asking is, like in the case, <laughs> in the case of the German cannibals, there is <laughs> stated law that murder is in fact illegal. But what right. I'm asking yep. is right now in the law, uh, the usage of the face is not illegal. It's nothing like there is nothing in the law yet. As far as I know, like I know that's the, uh, that's the specific problem, especially in America. So that's what I'm asking. Uh, before I say uh, the type of legal president, uh, the type of legal framework I was able to find about faces is. Uh, I would like to remind people here in conclusion, we are not law experts. Uh, <laughs> we, we have not, none of us studied law. We 
the type of information. I studied law. What do you mean? I took two classes. I just took one class. I <laughs> took no classes. Uh, our information, like you should, if you are in a situation where you should be suing about your face, you should probably <laughs> consult an actual lawyer. <laughs> These uh, are dis- not... Disclaimer, do not use inconclusion for legal advice. <laughs> yeah, like in, in, any the episodes of inconclusion are not admissible in court. But, exactly. Um, <laughs> not legal advices, yeah. I found my notes. Now I'm gonna say it properly. Let me quick say what I'm gonna say. You know the reason why people who do uh, videos in France need to blur the faces of the bystanders? No, I do not. Well, France has an extremely um, aggressive uh, social media privacy law. They would. And if you are using any footage from France con- that contains French citizen, and if you show their face in that footage, uh, then those people can sue you. Perfect. Uh, but I, I am fairly, I am not absolutely certain about this because obviously I don't speak French and I don't want to, like I already know how German and American laws work. That's like, and Turkish. That's already <laughs> way too much for, for a single person. <laughs> uh, but, um, and British. But I think that. Clause is only applicable if you are planning to use the video for commercial purposes. Like if you go to Eiffel Tower and take a picture, the <laughs> French government won't hunt you down. But they will. You, they will not sue your photo album. But if you do take a video and put it on YouTube, and the f- people's faces are discernible, then French government will hunt you down. Wait, is this only like? Is this everyone in the frame? And like, if you're taking a picture in France, or just that, just the French citizens? I don't know. Like, if I am in Paris, and if someone takes a picture of me, does does the French government hmm. not protect me? Are they like, I do not care about you? That's a very good question. In Turkey, and I am fairly certain this is the case in all of the other countries that are part of the uh, European Court of Human Rights which France is also a part of, like, you know, the mm-hmm. community that they are planning to kick us out if you don't try to, if you don't do the laws properly. Within our criminal law, within our criminal law, there is a clause that says in Turkey, if a crime happens between two citizens of different countries, like even if none of them are Turkish, okay. still the Turkish government has a right to prosecute that crime. I'm assuming it would be similar, but like Turkey prosecutes it, the other, the like, say a British person. I mean, uh, murder is a very, very uh, strong crime. So I'm gonna go with something lighter. Like in murder, things get messy. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, say a British person stole uh, the from the pocket of a French person. 100 euros in Turkey. Turkey can prosecute the thief. Uh, the thief is a French person. Mm-hmm. France can re- uh, request Turkey to expedite the criminal <laughs> so that they would prosecute them. Okay. And Turkey would say yes, because it's a French citizen. Mm-hmm. Britain can ask to expedite. The, they, they probably won't. But Britain can also say, 
because the crime happened to me, you should give this person to me. And then there would be like three countries would sit down and talk about whether 100 euros is really worth the hassle. But like, and the answer is always yes. So, uh, Pinelli, uh, probably this is the case in France too. Like probably in France too, if a crime according to French law happens between uh, people of different countries, then you are still probably liable. Like but also, that. if you're a YouTuber, you probably aren't going to ask everybody whether they are French citizens or not. <laughs> I would. But I also remember that the image of Eiffel Tower is uh, protected by the uh, copyright law. But then on night, it is, it is older than copyright. Like, it shouldn't be. I mean, uh, the... Uh, the lights are not... Yeah, yeah, the lights are not because they mm-hmm. are uh, prob- like they're uh, newly built it or established. Uh, they install it later on. Uh, maybe oh the uh, Eiffel Tower is as a, a piece of art or the piece of product is older. Like it's way past the limits of the protection. Like there, there is there is so. a, a term for this, but I don't remember. But like it was protected before, but now it's not protected. It's in public domain right now. Mm-hmm. The, but in at in morning, but uh, they put some light installations on top. So at night, it's still protected by the copyright law. It is still that you is need so to so stupid. for our dear listeners. You need to check it before going to Eiffel <laughs> and take photo and make some okay. profit and they make some okay, okay. money before. I, I, <laughs> I have an important question. So you're telling me if I'm making a movie that takes place in, place in Paris and I have a night scene, but I yes. cannot afford the copyright rights to the Eiffel yeah. Tower at night, do I have to manually delete it from my footage to not get into trouble? Yes. I, I, yeah, <laughs> technically, yeah. Maybe you can alter it. I don't know. I mean, you can just alter it with CGI. That's what I was thinking. No, I think deleting it all together is funnier. I think you shouldn't even like delete it properly. You should just put a black black rectangle <laughs> on the place where I felt we should be. No. <laughs> Or blur it like Pesache <laughs> scenes that are like 90% of the screen is blurred. Or just pixelated. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but Elif, what are you going to say? Uh, no, I was just going to say it's like, like you said, in private uh, usage, there is no problem. The, the issue kind of comes in when it becomes a public. And that's why like social media is such a blurry space. Um, and and I guess like the, the other problem is like we were t- kind of talking about CGI too and a deep fake. They, they are getting so realistic. They are becoming so... Um, Like compared to, I don't know, five years ago, the way things are like 10 years ago, the level of reality and the way it proceed over the, like our devices, like phone and computer, it's, it's pretty insane because the, the image that we are already using is pretty small, like the scale of it. It's really hard to capture each detail. Most of us doesn't really have like a super sharp, great internet all the time. Um, I don't know. I think that kind of creates another level of problem, which is not fully addressed when you 
when the technology comes to the level that you cannot differentiate if it's real or not. My assumption will be there will be also another type of technology that can do that for us, but I, I don't know. That's what I was going to say. I think, I think it's important to like realize technology is like moving forward, but it's moving forward both ways. So I think at some point, like at, like I think soon enough that since there are a lot of investments into this like CGI and deepfake uh, programs, there's all also going to be some like return on investment on the things that will prevent that. Like prevention is not exactly the right thing because like you can't prevent people from making it, but like detection of it yeah. is I think going to go up. So I think that is the way we're going to do it because not everything we can just depend on like looking at it and saying that, okay, this is a deep fake mm -hmm. or this is like not realistic. Mm -hmm. um, let me quickly say this. Uh, I said the French government will come after you. That's not strictly true. The French <laughs> government will come after the website that hosts your content, like not you um, personally. They're just going to say, take this down. Uh, that's what would okay. happen. That, okay, okay, okay, okay. Your video has been taken down because of copyright. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, I have a question. And Binelli, you are the target of this question because you are the person who brought this up, I think. If I create a deep fake of Eiffel Tower, Okay. Is the French government able to sue me about my <laughs> deepfake Eiffel Tower live show, light show? Only if they can prove that's the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> <laughs> you have plausible deniability. I mean, don't we have a, like, don't we have a Eiffel Tower in Los Angeles or so? Yeah, Las Vegas. Las Vegas? Los, not Los Angeles, Las Vegas. I might be wrong, but I think there is also one in China. I think so. I'm not too, yeah. sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. I have to look it up. There is one in Japan that looks like the yeah. like it's red, so it's slightly different. I think it's a Tokyo it Tower, from, but I think there's yeah. like an actual replica of Paris mm -hmm. in China as well. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, okay. I am not. I am not going to attempt to pronounce this name, but it says its essential feature is. 108 meter tall replica of Eiffel Tower. Yeah, Tian Junshen, I think. Uh, you are braver than me. Uh, I think. I am, I am putting the picture here and I think you can put it in the show notes. Yeah. So France can, so China can copy the entire city. <laughs> they are fine. <laughs> But God forbid if I ever put a video <laughs> the Eiffel Tower on the background. Oh my god, this is the whole city. Hello. I guess the scale is different, right? I assume it might be slightly smaller. <laughs> also, it's not in Paris, so... If the French government sues me, I will probably lose. But if the French government sues China, I think China <laughs> has much stronger bet than me. Yeah, I would say so. No, that's insane. No, oh. it, is the, it is the entire city. That is so funny. Yeah, um, there's a there's an insider article about this, uh, and they put photos like of side to side of China and Paris and how similar it looks. So I will <laughs> we will definitely link that to our notes. So feel free to explore. Yeah. Also, if you know such examples, please write as well. Mm -hmm. 
Binali, actually you raised a very interesting question that I want to touch on. Uh, and the question is, is it possible to prove that a deep fake is your deep fake? Like, how can you prove that in a court? That this is, yes, this deep fake is actually my deep fake. Mm, well, I mean, for most of them, like this is sidestepping the question, but I'm going to return to the question. For most of them, I think you can just use the way it is labeled because like people don't make deep fakes of Jela Schenger and then say, uh, geology <laughs> professor who loves cake says prayers in the title of the video. They say Jela Schenger says prayers. So you're like, yeah. You're like, dude, this is this is clearly me. This is intended to me me. But if they do not label it, then that's a good question because I mean I guess that kind of stands between like the common sense of the court and not something that is like one hundred percent provable. But I don't know what you guys think. No, but uh people have in the past I mean I guess here there's the name, but um people have in the past gotten away with slander by claiming that they are not slanderizing the people who is accusing them. Yes. And because the content has nothing to do with um, actual person that is accusing them of things. Uh, so in this case, I think like, is this video monetized? Can we look at whether the thing is monetized? I think only the uploaders can. Okay, this is hilarious because the uh, the tagline to the video may, maybe we can put this to the show notes as well. The tag the title of the video is the prayer video that Jedi Shanger has sued. <laughs> They capitalized on it really fast. Uh-huh. So it's so it's probably not the original video. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that is that is also. I mean, you can change the titles. Oh my God, there's a one-hour version. Okay, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so but like I I mean common sense means nothing because um like in a court of law you can't say common sense therefore this person's criminal uh, law well, courts require better proof than that that is true but and also by the way if I like I'm going with the Jelashanger video because it is the most topical If I start with Jela Schenger and then I just to spice it up, put some uh, information from different people. How different does it have to be in order this to stop being a crime? Because if I hmm. use 100 different people to create an AI personality that doesn't exist. Yeah. Hatsune Miku. Obviously, none of those 100 people can sue me. Yeah. So at one point, does it become Tezeus's... Jela Schenger, at what point <laughs> is it Jela Schenger without the shadow of a doubt? But it won't be interesting at all at that time. We don't have to go that far. We can... Oh, hang on, go on, Enes. I mean, if it's not impersonating Jela uh, Schenger, it won't be interesting at all. If it's a mix of a uh, hundred people. And you won't even recognize it's Jela Schenger. Yeah, but let's say it's a mix of two people, like two famous people. Who, all, who both like cake. Who, who, both, who both like cake. I mean, it just reminds me like the times like on a TV show, like on TV shows that we have impersonators were like uh, singing in different voice, uh, different sing- artists' uh, voices. 
I mean, Gilda Silbe, Bülent Ersoy, they they were very like famous impersonators and they made some money. And well, impersonation is like a job, and I think the difference I mean, is there. It's not so different. Like if they you just record their voice and put it with a different image with the original people, like I mean the impersonated people image with that. You can easily make those kind of videos as well. Like it's yeah. won't be that much of a difference in the sense of making like a public. Uh, I mean, if you want to change people's ideas, it won't be so different. Yeah, to me, the difference is the act itself. I think that is why also like with Jashengar, yeah, this is a joke, but this is also like. Uh, complete clash with my personality and could be used to misinformed because like impersonation is a job and no one is going to sue an impersonator for like just doing like a bit or like singing a song in impersonation I don't think so maybe like if as an entertainment thing as an entertainment I think even as an entertainment there's like a clause of if it's like eclipses the original work or if it like takes away Uh, profit from the original work, then it is still nebulous. I think then it has become it becomes like legally problematic. But in, in this case, like with deepfakes or like with AI things, the more thing to watch out for is the like misinformation or like serious part again. And I think that's also like I think if it was just a video of Jela Shengar just saying random stuff that are like not clashing with his public persona that would not like cause a total misinformation. I think he would have less of a case. And I, even now I don't know how much of a case he has. I am very confident that he doesn't have a lot of case here. So I'm going to mm-hmm. agree with you. Like I agree that precedent should happen, but I don't think uh, Jalal Shengar's case is strong enough to, Create such a pre- I am, I think similarly to you, Binelli. Un- like unless he has a very good, very solid ground on which he can sue, I am fairly certain this will probably get dismissed. Yeah, that's again, that's was my worries. Like, I think it's important to set up presses. I think this is, like, I think this is a serious topic. I just don't think this is, I gonna create that precedent. I think this is just gonna maybe make it even worse in terms of like dismissal. Like. Why are we taking this seriously? But I don't think that it will go on low because like it's also like also politicians will be interested in these topics as well because they will be the target as well on most of the defects. So they will want to take action on it, I guess. So even though the maybe one court or one judge doesn't like dismiss this case, There will be more cases like this in the near future. And the what Jela Shengar this did with this action is not just uh, it, it won't just solve now. Uh, it won't just solve this problem now, but it will just create a uh, little effect, like a butterfly effect that uh, starts the gears working, gears working. Mm-hmm. And uh, later on, we will like It will create some public awareness at starts. People will, will talk about it. Some political figures will talk about it later on. They will claim some of the uh, voices or 
videos are defect as well uh, it will create like it will go on like this and uh, technology also will develop in a way that's uh, kind of find defects easily and uh, like say those uh, and it will go on i guess but it it will be it a start it won't solve and it won't able to solve i guess i don't think so i don't think the problem of deep fake impersonation has a solution because uh, on one form or another forgery has been going on for like as long as there had been writing there had been forgery and perhaps even before then we don't have records um so i don't think This will be solved by Jerashenger's case, the problem of forgery existing. Mm -hmm. But I also agree that because this uh, thing happened, people are people can uh, start talking about it and be informed. And like they would know this is something you can sue if something happens to you. Like we are, we have been talking about this for our, mm -hmm. almost an hour now, so it's clearly talkable. <laughs> like I'm just thinking, like in all, like in '90s or '2000s. We, like uh, there were some um, videotapes were going around for, uh, about public figure uh, political figures and now we don't even care about those and we publicly shame those videos i mean if it's we don't really care about if it's real or not i guess in like so it will be like that as well that i agree with i mean we won't even care about it i mean i don't even care about it so maybe <laughs> More people won't care about it. I don't know. <laughs> I just, I just love that in an hour into the discussion, your point was, I don't care. <laughs> Now listen, and it thinks I don't care. AI cover. Uh, yeah, it was a great episode. Um, that that was a very bold claim, Elif. Already. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Uh, please feel free to follow us from different socials, Instagram in as in conclusion underscore podcast. You can also find us over Twitter and LinkedIn as in conclusion. And now we have the new social account, Reddit. If you want to talk about us and reach out to us, you can just go to r in conclusion podcast. Um, we are hoping to see you there and more episodes coming up for this new season. Um, yeah. See you soon. <laughs>